Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jim Kircher. Today we'll meet internationally acclaimed British artist and sculptor Edwina Sands. She's the granddaughter of former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. She's the artist behind Breakthrough, the sculpture dedicated in 1990 that includes sections of the Berlin Wall. The sculpture is located in Fulton, Missouri at the National Churchill Museum located on the campus of Westminster College. It's the site where Churchill delivered his famous Iron Curtain speech in 1946. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the museum and the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. I talked with Edwina Sands last Friday and first noted how she's continued to maintain a special relationship with Fulton. Well, yes, I've, I've been coming to Fulton even for much longer than that, long before 1990. I'm not sure exactly when it was, but it was the first time I came was soon after the hostages were taken in Iran, and maybe you know the date of that. Um, I was, I was, I met some people in New York who were friends of the um, British, uh, the Winston Churchill Memorial at Fulton, and they w suggested that I came to Fulton, and they invited me to come. And it was at the time that the hostages hostages were taken in Iran, and they asked me to ring the bells in the chapel, in the church. And I, they said that they were going to ring the bells every day until the hostages came home, which actually was much longer than they thought. Yeah, it was so 1979 that, when the hostages okay. were so taken. That was the first released. time I came to Fulton, and yeah. after that I, I came a few times and for various reasons. Growing up, uh, certainly, well, I don't know how deep we want to get into this yet, but um, y your connection to your grandfather clearly is is strong. I've wondered as an artist, um, has that been, it probably opened some doors, but I think sometimes when you're a, a, a child or a grandchild of someone famous, it's difficult to establish yourself in your own right. Was that a problem for you? Well, I... It has. It is a problem in one way. Of course, I'm very proud and thrilled and happy to to have such a wonderful grandfather, and to. But it, it whenever anyone talks about my art, even though I have been reasonably successful, they nearly always say, "Oh, Winston Churchill's granddaughter has brought her art to so and so gallery," and therefore, it is a little difficult. But not everybody, when they first see my art, knows that I'm Winston Churchill's granddaughter. And sometimes they, they like it for itself. Well, Breakthrough, the piece you did for Fulton. Now, you work in large pieces very often. Um, tell me a little bit about the story of that. So, again, when we were talking about this, the introduction, 30 years since the fall of the Berlin Wall, that's a little bit shocking for those of us of a certain age. Um, mm -hmm. Do you remember where you were or, or how you were, you, you were reacting when you found out that the, the borders were going to be open between East and West Germany, East and West Berlin? Well, yes, I was in New York and watching TV and, of course, uh, followed with amazement people coming through the Berlin Wall and climbing over it. Suddenly it was... People weren't frightened anymore. It happened sort of rather rather suddenly, and then it sort of people swarmed through. 
And so then, shortly after that, some friends came back from Berlin and they had little tiny pieces of Berlin Wall. People were chipping away at the wall and nobody seemed to stop them. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to make a, if I could go to Berlin and make a sculpture out of the Berlin Wall, get, get hold of some pieces. I didn't know how. But so my husband, Richard Kaplan, who's an architect, we both thought it was a great idea. And I started calling people from like the British Embassy in Berlin or or the or actually in Bonn then at the time or the American Embassy and but they hadn't the Berlin Wall had only just fallen and they hadn't really got any contact with the people the other side of the wall even though the wall was now down so I didn't quite know how to approach it but I happened to have a friend from London who was now at the United Nations, called Hans Janicek. And he had uh, been running something called the Socialist International, which wasn't the, at that time the party that I'd been connected with, coming from more of a, in that respect, a conservative a background than that. But he was a very good friend, and he knew all these people. He knew the communist mayor, of Berlin, of East Berlin. And at the time that the war came down and for a few months after, this it was rather a, a smooth transition in a way, surprisingly. It wasn't, there weren't riots. People, so the government that had been the government of Berlin continued as an interim government. So the people we had to deal with were the, the communists. You managed to get a number of, um, I'll say pieces, of mm. uh, panels. Let's call them large panels. Um, but I guess my, I had been wondering the, where the idea came from. So the idea was your inspiration looking at the wall to create something. Where does the connection then to Fulton come? So you're already thinking you can do something with Well, these. I thought it would be exciting to, to get a piece. And so we went. So then I called up the president of, I thought, well, where would I, if I could get a piece and make a sculpture, where would I put it? And then I thought, I remembered my grandfather's speech about the Iron Curtain uh, and that was made in 1946. And it's been a famous speech for all this time. And I thought, and as I knew that they had a, a museum there, um, in Fulton, a beautiful uh, Christopher Wren church. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to put it there where the Iron Curtain speech had been made? So I called the president, Harvey Saunders, and said, what if I could get a piece of the Berlin Wall and make a sculpture? Would you like to have it in Fulton? He said, you bet. <laughs> so that of was that. Of course he did. <laughs> so then um, my husband and I were on the next plane to Berlin, and we had the introduction to the mayor of Berlin, the communist mayor, and he he um, said, well, he said, um, you better go and see our, our minister of, um, not arts, but something like. I mean, you're dealing with quite a bureaucracy. Yes, you've got to yes. go and see the minister of, it wasn't the arts, but minister of development or housing or something like that, and uh, he'll have, you'll have to deal with him. So we went over to see him, 
and he said, um, I, he said, so what do you want? I said, I'd like to have some pieces of the Berlin Wall, please. He said, well, <laughs> we're selling them here, you know. We've now decided to sell them. They got into a bit of capitalism after <laughs> they got the chance. So he said, well, they're being sold for between 60000 and $100,000 wow. a piece. And he said, oh, dear. I said, you know, I would really like to have this because I'd like to put it, send it to Fulton, Missouri, where my grandfather, Winston Churchill, made the Iron Curtain speech. And then I started to explain the speech. He said, you don't have to tell us anything about that, he said. <laughs> we, we, know, we know all about Winston Churchill and Fulton, Missouri. He, he knew more about it than many people in the United States did because I suppose you always know what the other side are doing. Anyway, um, it was, so he said, well, I'm not sure we can give it free to you. But he said, you go in next door with my secretary, who can speak English and she can translate it into German, and write a rationale of why we should give it to you. And I thought, so my husband and I, we went in and we sat with the secretary and we wrote a little bit of a... Um, half a, a paragraph or two and then um, I felt it was very strange sitting in with people who had been on opposite sides all this time and here we were working together across a desk from each other quite quite happily anyway it worked and um, about a month later I got an envelope blue envelope from Berlin and it said we've decided to to give you the I'd asked for eight sections of the Berlin Wall I was going to have six and my husband said you better ask for eight because you may might make a mess of two of them but we didn't make a mess in the end but um, so there we were and we got them if my under if, if uh, I think I'm correct in saying that uh, in Fulton is the largest section of the Berlin Wall outside of Berlin well I'm I hope it is I don't know it, size doesn't always matter I, it probably is but it's, I hope it's more than that in that it's um, perhaps the most interesting thing that's been made out of it yeah I'd ex I'd ex uh, describe it but I'd, I'd rather have you describe um, uh, what it is and, and what you what you meant to accomplish with it well I wanted to um, portray freedom and it's hard to portray an abstract idea like that. It's hard to portray freedom if you don't have unfreedom. So I considered that the wall was a barrier, unfreedom, and therefore to create freedom I, I cut out a shape of a man and a shape of a woman and you can walk through it. And that was my way of portraying the idea of freedom. Now one side of the wall which we chose, the eight sections, they're all highly colored with different original graffiti that people in West Berlin had been able to do as they pleased. And the other side was the blank, dreary, gray side, which people couldn't get close to because they'd be shot by guards in East Berlin. So there's a big contrast. So the idea was people could walk through the wall, walk through the sculpture, and imagine that they're walking from a prison into freedom. I'm talking with Edwina Sands.
The British artist was making her way through St. Louis last Friday on her way to Fulton, Missouri, ahead of anniversary events there. The 30th anniversary later this year of the fall of the Berlin Wall and the 50th anniversary of the National Churchill Museum. We'll be back in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back. I'm Jim Kircher, and I'm talking with Edwina Sands, the acclaimed British artist and granddaughter of former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Sands is the sculptor behind Breakthrough, a 1990 sculpture on display in Fulton that features sections of the Berlin Wall. I continued my conversation with Edwina Sands by noting that former Soviet Union and Russian leader Mikhail Gorbachev had walked through the Breakthrough sculpture during his visit to Fulton in 1992. Oh, it was very, very exciting. But I like to say that before that, uh, when the, this sculpture was put up first, Ronald Reagan came and dedicated it. And he's the other bookend of the story because he, when he went to Berlin earlier on, soon after the wall had been put up, he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. And it was wonderful that he came, um, he came to Fulton and did the dedication. He also, speaking of walls, he also said that it would be a wonderful world if there would be no walls to prevent people moving freely around. He said something like that, which I think might be relevant today in a way. Anyway, so then we had Gorbachev came and that was almost more thrilling um, because he hadn't been to many places in America at that time. And, and he he walked through the wall and I was thrilled to meet him. He, he was, um, well, of course, I didn't speak Russian and he didn't speak much English at that time, but it, it was more a question of, of body language and eye contact because we both had to make a bit of an effort to make sure that we were really happy about it. Anyway, he walked through the wall and I stood next to him in the space, the space, and it was all terribly exciting. And that was pretty well that. And all these years since then, I've felt, or most of the years since then, I've felt that, well, that was an interesting thing to mark a moment of history to make that sculpture. But then lately, this is a thing about history, plays tricks with you, sometimes it keeps coming back. And so now I feel that the idea of um, the freedom and the walls and everything is in a way a little bit relevant and maybe things with Russia are a little bit chilly again. I'm wondering, you're old enough, I believe, as, no. as a child to have memories of World War II. Um, I grew up in a world, in a post-war world, defined by World War II. I knew the names Churchill and Stalin and Hitler and Roosevelt and Truman. Are you a little concerned that perhaps the giants of the 20th century, your grandfather included, Mikhail Gorbachev included, um, are being forgotten or maybe reduced to a line or a paragraph in a history book? Are, are, are you concerned that the lessons learned um, from that era are, are sort of wafting away? Well, I'm sure many of them are, 
But I actually don't think uh, my grandfather, Winston Churchill, is being forgotten. Partly he has so many... Um, he had a, 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 he was a character, apart from as many men are doing interesting or wonderful, good things or important things. They're not necessarily uh, fascinating people. He, he was a fascinating person. He was um, energetic, full of life and, and unforgettable. And he also wrote, apart from well, many books he wrote, but he was such a, had a way with words and he was so um, prolific in quotations. People quote him almost as much as Shakespeare. So in a way, um, he's not really going to go away uh, as some of the others will fade because he was also such a lively person and and such an all-round multi myriad person. Yeah, I remember as a kid seeing him wave from the window, I think maybe on his 90th birthday or 88th mm. birthday, one of those birthdays. Um, it, it's not just that he's your grandfather, but he is someone that you knew as a grandfather. He, you, you, you knew him uh, as a man as well. Yes. He, we, he was, people think of him as this man with these strong speeches, but he was also, he was a very all-round man. He was a family man. He really appreciated his family, and he was very fortunate in having uh, a wife, my grandmother, Clementine. If he'd had the wrong wife, the world would have been a different place, I think, because it, it was a partnership, and he was also, he loved his home, too. He loved his home in the country in Kent, Chartwell, and those were the ha as happy days as he ever spent. And he also, some men go to their office and take all their work to their office and then come home without any work. But he, wherever he was, he did his work or his writing, his history books that he wrote. He did it all wherever he was. So he wasn't, um, he didn't separate um, office and work, uh, office and family. But also a painter, and that's and the, the thing that many people remember. Yes. And, and you as an artist as well, so you, you have a connection there as well. Well, of course, that was part of him being a man in full and enjoying many different things. He did, did start painting when he was 40 years old, and that was, became a great uh, source of pleasure and fascination. And he became rather good at it, too. How about you? Are you, are you still um, actively working? Are you still coming up with ideas and going into the studio and doing things? Well, yes, I'm. I'm working on a few projects um, at the moment. I have. I've just made a school. Uh, not made a school. I've just made a sculpture for a school in, in in Florida. A big sculpture that the children can run in and out of. And now I'm going to be doing another one for a different school, a different group, in Detroit. So they're big sculptures. I do lots of little drawings and smaller things all the time. But I, I like the idea of doing some large works in good places. I have to mention, because you're in St. Louis, that this was the home of uh, the other Winston Churchill, a best-selling author from, say, 1897 to 1920, lots of bestsellers. 
and I believe your grandfather, had to use Winston S. Churchill in his writings because the St. Louis Winston Churchill was already the established writer. Were you aware of that story? Well, I wasn't aware of it until I started um, living in New York City, and I met this man called Churchill, and he said that his grandfather was also called Winston Churchill, and that so that was why we should be friends, and we were, and so he explained to me about about the S. Apparently, the they decided to meet, and they met, I believe, on a bridge somewhere. And they, I don't know who came up with the idea of it, but they said it wasn't working out because my grandfather was coming over, making speeches and becoming, you know, quite known. So, so I I don't know who came up with the idea, but it was decided that my grandfather would add. S, which was his his middle name Spencer. So he for thereafter he always signed everything Winston S Churchill, and it wasn't just for his books that he signed that, because he signed it when he often when he signed his name and other matters he he put the S in. So that was fine. I've often wondered, and I've asked other people this: when you are again the child or a grandchild of someone famous and probably always will be more famous than than any of us. It has to be both a blessing and in some cases a burden. Uh, Overall, how's it been being the granddaughter of Winston Churchill? Well, of course, it's a plus. It's a wonderful thing. And of course, you couldn't change it anyway, right? It's a wonderful thing, and I'm very happy about it. And if I have a quarter of his genes, they'll be good. Mind you, I think the other ones were okay, too. But... um, I, it's fine. It's just that people do, if they know about it, they introduce you immediately after saying your name. They say, and the granddaughter of Winston Churchill. And then they all ask me, oh, what memories do you have of your grandfather, you see? Anyway, so yes, and especially being an artist, they that shouldn't be the first thing they tag on to my name, but they do. So I can handle it. It's probably, it's obviously more beneficial to have him as my grandfather and put up with a little bit of um, having to take second place. That's British artist and sculptor Edwina Sands. She was making her way through St. Louis last Friday on her way to Fulton, Missouri. She was there celebrating the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall and the 50th anniversary of the founding of the National Churchill Museum at Westminster College. Sands' grandfather, Winston Churchill, delivered his famous Iron Curtain speech in Fulton in 1946. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.